Welcome to another edition of the Bombastic Podcast. I'm your host, Imani Wilson, covering all things in news, gaming, media, and the like. Uh, Please feel free to take this moment to go ahead and consider subscribing to this podcast by obviously hitting the subscribe button on YouTube and clicking that notification bell to get updates on this weekly podcast. Also, feel free to go ahead and check us out anywhere in which you listen to your favorite podcast. And I mean anywhere. I mean Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor.fm forward slash Bombastic, iTunes when you search Bombastic with Imani Wilson. We're there, we're here, and we're in your ears. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys so much for um, tuning back in. Um, I'll make a long story short, this is the premiere episode for season two. You try to go into so many things about what happened to the premiere episode of season two, but that's for later. Instead, I'd rather go ahead and get caught up on the summer because this is the official end of the summer countdown pod. And for me, I want to talk about media and what that's meant to me so far over the summer so essentially i found myself catching summer movie fatigue in the spring and what i mean by summer movie fatigue you know as seen by some folks is that um instead of going out and maybe catching you know all of the all of the different summer movies that have come out i haven't seen any of them like not like not not nearly one of them so, if anything, it's been kind of it's been kind of interesting to see everything come come to light because it's been a mix of remakes after just just weird one-off movies and you know, nothing has just caught my eye. Like, you know, the biggest thing so far coming out of Disney this year obviously besides the um any of the Marvel imprints and the Avengers, um obviously Aladdin got remade live action. Uh I didn't see it you know, um, Lion King also got remade, didn't see it, um, I also see as well, skipping from Disney, that Men in Black had a fucking remake, Men in Black International, well, probably less of a remake, and more so like a spinoff, but either way, I just didn't see this shit, and I think the reason why I haven't seen this is because, number one, a lot of these things aren't, they just aren't good standalone ideas, all they are are just retreads, or just or just revisiting a, an idea of something that we already are familiar on. And I think that the issue is that franchises need to become more and more, more and more rare. I feel like now you can almost trip and fall over something that's Marvel related now and maybe see a diamond in a rough from DC here and there. But I mean, for all these constant, and I mean constant remakes. It, I mean, you're literally talking to a guy that grew up on watching The Lion King on VHS, that grew up on watching Aladdin on VHS, all of these Disney movies, like all of these live action Disney movies. I haven't seen any of them because for me, it's just weird. It's weird because I know it would seem cool like, hey, here here you are seeing a bit of your childhood brought brought up and modernized, but it just... It just hasn't resonated with me in any sort of way. What has resonated with me is the um, new Amazon Prime series, The Boys. Now, I have a whole rant when it comes to The Boys, so brace yourself for at least the next minute to minute and a half because we buckling in. So, regarding The Boys, uh, graphic novel, um, I have not read the graphic novel. And look, here's the thing. When it comes to most of these adaptations from these comic books or these graphic novels, 
I, I feel like the again, just the way that I am, what what resonates with me most is that I like to see the visual adaptation to it and then compare it over to the actual source material. And to hear some folks say from the source material that there were some changes, obviously from you know the book to the actual series, I thought it was kind of cool and kind of dope because it had the level of darkness and humor and and violence like like Deadpool but then at the same time you were pretty much making a mock of the Justice League where you have you know all these different characters that you know reminded you of other characters in the DC universe like Homelander who's clearly a a, a spiritual successor to fucking Superman and you know Queen Maeve who obviously was a, a obviously interpretation of Wonder Woman you know, fucking, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just very, you know, there's A-Train, just to give one last example, A-Train, who's a complete mock-up of Flash, and of course, he's the black guy, so he's got to be athletic and fast, but, um, you know, I just thought it was cool, because it put superheroes in the, in the position to where these people, these beings are flawed, they're not just, you know, all about, you know, man and, and man and country and doing what's right. I mean, some of to a core, yes, but it's also like a job. And with it, you get different personalities. You get the perverts here. You get the folks who have issues with aggression here, folks who have issues with substances, people who are like battling with their own internal demons and things like it. So it is given it is taking superheroes and giving them and giving them layers. Probably the most layers that you probably I want to say you probably have ever seen on the screen thus far. Because some people are like, oh, but what about the Watchmen? Yeah, but I mean, the Watchmen are meant to be fucking complicated. These guys, it's like they're complicated, but it's like it's also still not tied up in the realm of okay, these guys are superheroes. It's almost like it's almost like when True Blood came out and they were like, hey, imagine a world where vampires are living among us. They're like, cool. Now imagine a world where superheroes are living among us, and some people have intimate relationships with these superheroes. So ultimately, I thought it was really cool in concept. And I'm also just accepting the fact that now, you know, when it comes to seasons for for like TV or, you know, digital, whatever the case may be, we've gone from that 11, 12, 13 episode stint to where now you get eight episodes, you get eight episodes. That's almost like the UK and the BBC. They used to, you know, they're infamous for doing six, seven, eight episode fucking series and going, all right, well, see you in two years, motherfuckers. And I, uh, I'm, I'm still adjusting to that. But overall, I like the series. I think, you know, obviously you should check it out. If you have an Amazon Prime account, then I absolutely say go ahead and watch Amazon Video because beyond this and Good Omens, those have been two great series based off of graphic novels that have come out so far this year, and you should absolutely check those out. Um, You know, speaking of, like, streaming and checking things out, you know, I've also been on Hulu, and I've been on a mean Hulu binge for a stretch now. Because first of all, all right, fuck you to whoever didn't go ahead and tell me this. Yes, you're getting the aggressor in me so far i am the aggressor of the fucking week so far because no one told me that fucking hulu itself is so fucking dope everyone rides fucking netflix's dick all the way to the fucking farm till the cows go home they ride that dick like it's the last bus out of town but no one told me that hulu has fucking rick and morty that the motherfucker has seinfeld 
which I was literally binging for almost like the whole month of like June, strangely enough, just fucking rewatching Seinfeld. Like, it's fucking crazy. And then lastly, Ancient Fucking Aliens. The whole fucking, the whole series of Ancient Aliens is available on Hulu. That's crazy. So, so you already know when it comes to someone like me, first of all, I love the idea of archaeology, history, science, and then you also, you know, in astronomy, and then you tie on to the fact that all of these things could possibly be linked to extraterrestrials. Come on, dude. Seriously. Giorgio Sukalos is a fucking patron saint in my eyes. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, come on. So I've like I've absolutely just been loving, you know, this binge so far of Age Aliens. And again, there's so many episodes, not just eight, you know, anything like it. I mean, fuck, I feel like they're on like season thirteen now of Ancient Aliens or something like it. So, you know, I've just found myself you know, just diving in and just watching as many bits from ancient aliens as I can in in the in the midst of like work and things like it. All but there's one thing I will say that I've noticed from ancient aliens just listening to it so far. You ever notice how whenever they're trying to like provide some substantial fact that's backed by science, they're like mostly the people that they credit are the ancient astronaut theorists. I'm like they always say ancient astronaut Ancient astronaut theorists believe. Ancient astronaut theorists, you know, understand that I'm like, well, why the fuck isn't there just like some random chemist that's backing this up or geologist? I mean, granted, they do have people from time to time, but they always take it back to these ancient astronaut theorists. What the fuck is an ancient astronaut theorist? How do you get that job? What fucking de- like like what degrees do you have to go to, and then you have to put that shit somewhere on like a special ID that says, well. Oh, who are you? I'm such and such and such. I'm an ancient. I'm an ancient astronaut theorist. That's what I do. I dig up soil and see if aliens have been here before because they're the ones that seeded this planet. So it's fucking. It's fucking hilarious to sit there and just think about that shit. Like, yo, all of this shit is backed by science, you bitches. So I'm all in on it. So if you haven't seen ancient aliens, or if you know those people that try to go ahead and shit on ancient aliens, you shouldn't. Because I got to tell you, in between all the alien theories and all of that sort of shit, you're still getting you're still getting crazy science, crazy history, and all of that in between. Like like I like I think about it now. Like I I like I'm hearing so much about Egyptology that it reminds me of all the times I used to dig deep into uh, Egyptology books and go like, yo, my favorite Egyptian god is 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 Osiris, and then I also like Amun, and then Amun-Ra, and then, you know, you just, you just, like, you're literally, like, here's the thing, you can go ahead and shit on the idea that, all right, aliens don't exist and all of that great stuff, but you can't shit on the fact that all of this shit is still tied to history in some sense. You just can't. I know people are like, uh-oh, we, we got that guy, History Channel After Dark. Look, I get it. I get it. Some people don't want to jump into the idea that everything's a fucking conspiracy, uh, that aliens are out there. All I'm saying is, is that if you like science, you like history, and if you want to see Giorgio Sucolos with his anime hair, just keeping it popping, being such a pure spirit about all of this shit, go ahead, check it the fuck out. Like, just, just check it the fuck out. And also checking out, yo, um, Vice Lamb and now brought it back season two of traveling the stars with action bronson and friends now i'm surprised about this for several reasons number one 
Um, it was reported not too long ago that Vice and Action Bronson's relationship was strained. You know, Action Bronson, the um, the Albanian dopest fuck rapper from Queens, New York. You know, his his contracts and relationship with Vice with Vice and Vice Land in particular, you know, was ultimately, you know, just done and finished both sides, you know, sort of just backed out due to due to a lot of reasons. They said he used to show up to the studio, you know, blunted as fuck, interrupt meetings with a bullhorn that he was just being Bronsolino as he's known in his fucking full force. But either way, Bronson and himself finds himself with like I'm talking a multitude of random people around him, the producer Alchemist, some of his posse and homies, producer knowledge, and like random people like Miguel um, other rappers, other R&B folks, uh, a couple of wrestlers like Rob Van Dam, you know, like just just random fucking people show up, smoke weed, smoke smoke weed with this man, sit on a green screen stage and just bug the fuck out over what they're actually watching. So for me, I, like I'm just being hit with so much stuff that that I I'm binging right now and watching that it's making it to where the summer is off to a fucking great start. But, you know, I mean, the thing is not to remove oneself too much from, you know, the summer and all the great things happening. I do have to mention, of course, my most favorite pastime, which is gaming. And with gaming, um, here's here's something that I feel like I, you know, I absolutely owe to my listeners and anyone that might be hearing this for the first time. Um, We absolutely in the United States of America have a gun problem, but you know what? Fuck it. Let's blame Apex. Let's blame Apex for the issues that we constantly are trying to link to mental illness, to video games, to people being bullied, which is an issue, and mental illness, which is an issue. All of these other issues, except for the main fucking elephant in the room, and it's that you can be able to go to a Walmart and go get an automatic assault weapon. I'm not saying that people shouldn't have the right to bear arms or to arm themselves, but I'm saying that there need to be a lot more stringent regulations toward these things. A, certain weapons just shouldn't be available on the consumer market. B, at some point, if you are a gun owner, you should literally be mandated to psych evaluations and safety training protocols at least once to twice a year annually. So I'm just saying that as my brief little one-minute rant to say that violent video games do not equal violent outcomes and delights that just that just that's not the case so i just want to put that shit out there because obviously with games like fucking fortnite where you got a guy who is 16 years old winning a fortnite world cup and winning three million dollars he's not gonna be some motherfucker out here causing any fucking harm and chaos. And that game's got plenty of guns and fucking weapons. If anything, he's probably not gonna buy a fucking weapon cachet. He's gonna fuck around and be the Dan Bazarian of 16-year-old dudes. He's gonna be like, fuck you, motherfuckers. Y'all can go to fucking college. Y'all can do all of that shit. I literally am making what my parents would love to make. I have that now. I'm gonna put that shit in a Roth. I'm gonna put this in a couple of trust funds, a couple of fucking investment trusts. And I'm a chill all off of fucking Fortnite. So, so I don't want to hear that shit about fucking violent video games. It's fucking stupid. 
It's fucking stupid. It's stupid. It's a terrible argument. And like I say, if anything, it's a great pastime for some folks. It's the way that I connect with some of my friends and shout out to my whole SKSS crew. Yeah, you know, I love all those good folks. I ain't gonna run down all your names because you know exactly who you are. And um, yeah, man, I mean, you know, gaming is one of those beautiful things. And um, right now, as I speak, you know, the free-to-play games for uh, PlayStation, because you know me, I'm a Sony fanboy, you know, to the core. I can't wait because Sniper Elite 4 is out. Now, when this game comes out, I'm not going to say, hey, I'm going to now try to go ahead and get a fucking Barrett sniper rifle and go climb a fucking watchtower and go try to pick off innocent civilians. No, I'm going to get this game and I'm going to shoot my homies in the nuts because it's funny and you can do that. You can do that in this game. You can shoot people in the dick, and it's fucking hilarious. So I can't wait to go ahead and pull that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it just is. And speaking of free-to-play games, I got to touch bases real briefly, you know, as I close out the gaming section, to talk about what I feel is the best fucking free-to-play game on PlayStation right now, and it is not what you think, Okay. The best fucking free-to-play game on PlayStation right now is based on Dungeons & Dragons. And I know you're thinking to yourself, E, Monty, Taylor, however you refer to me as, Venom. Yo, I know you're not fucking sitting there really backing behind some D&D on a PlayStation game. But you gotta hear me out. It's a game called Neverwinter. It is an MMORPG based in the Dungeons & Dragons universe by the guys who've made the game. And I got to tell you, for this shit to be free to play and the amount of hours that I've already poured poured into this shit, listen, okay, I've been a fan of MMORPGs since, I mean, I want to say the last 15 years now. My my homies, you know, can easily go ahead and, and quote to you that anarchy online was our thing it wasn't it wasn't everquest it wasn't world of warcraft no it was motherfucker it wasn't second life it was anarchy online so the fact that this game kind of has that same feeling of anarchy but it has a lot more responsiveness it has a lot better graphics and it seems to have like the same sort of layers if you will like a game like anarchy it's just perfect So if you like MMORPGs, you like playing a bunch of different roles, having a bunch of different customization, going through dungeons, raiding, getting treasures, getting a bunch of power levels and making yourself feel like the greatest defender of a kingdom that can be, absolutely check out Neverwinter. That shit is fucking, that shit is faux free on the PlayStation Network store and you got to do it. You got, you got, you just have to do it. I put so much time into it and you will too. And I mean, in closing, you know, just speaking of so much time, man, I feel like I've found a way to seamlessly cover all of my talking points in a really sexy, sexy way. Um, I mean, you know, episode zero, you know, or 22, if I'm not mistaken, of season two. It, I mean, for for it to have gotten flagged because I said a couple of things that I thought were funny, but someone got offended. You know, I'm sorry if I ever offend anybody just by offering my opinion upon, upon things. And I know I, I mentioned it to some homies of mine who have their own ideologies about like, eh, you know, all the censorship. People are soft and sensitive. Yeah, dude, you're right. People are sensitive. I mean, shit, to a certain extent, so am I. 
I try to create this space to be one that is comfortable and palatable for anybody. Meaning, I mean, granted, you know, the language is a little coarse. You know, what I'm sharing can be a little abrasive at times, but it's still enough to where I can still comfortably be able to say that no particular groups or anybody like that along those lines of any affiliations are necessarily attacked. If you're an ignorant motherfucker, then yeah, I'm, you know, and you believe in any of the isms, then yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and attack the shit out of you. That's just what it is. But, you know, in short, for that episode they've gotten flagged, I was disappointed. And, you know, I just hope moving forward that that's the sort of thing that hopefully I'll be able to avoid. You know, just going just going forward. And, you know, I, I guess maybe at that point I have to take more consideration on what I consider to be funny and trying to get, I guess, value and shock out of people and just ultimately stay objective. And being an objective, as you can see, you know, this format is less means more for me. You know, I kind of move my opinions all the way towards the end of the video and more so try to give you guys the value of the different things that I've discovered, that I've uncovered and experienced, and then sort of move my experience more so towards the tail end because I feel like this is for the hardcore listeners and folks who are closing the episodes out both on the video and audio side and just ultimately trying to give more. And that means giving less of just my subjective tangents that may get me flagged or just may run on episodes so i feel like it's pretty good and it's conducive thus far and speaking of conduciveness this summer i know i've spent a great deal like working freelance doing all of those great things and uh, also working on content you know doing a little bit of um i guess just community work you know keeping real close in with the family doing a lot of, you know, great, great things with my friends, but there's always things I regret not doing during the fucking summer. And for me, as I close this thing out, you know, I like to go ahead and take, you know, a minute or less just to go over those things. So that way, this is something that while we've got the great weather, while we've got our able ability and the chance to possibly do so, take this time out to sort of smell the roses a little bit. And when I say smell the roses, meaning do something that you know you've always wanted to do within your means. And, you know, just take just take that time out to do it. Like for me, I know I got to take more photos with the people that I care about and the people that I love. I don't like to take a lot of photos of myself. It's not a self-confidence thing, anything like that. It's just like, a, well, I'll take a, a picture of me occasionally. So that way, say maybe family, you know, friends or even, you know, any potential children, you know, will have those photos. But otherwise, I don't like taking photos of me. It feels very vain and egocentric. But I want to take more photos with friends and family because that 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 shit matters. Um, I want to continue to make more, have more events with people and sort of incorporate them not only into my work, but into my content as well. Cause you know, a lot of people have come to me and sort of, you know, said their thoughts and feedback upon things and, you know, and while I appreciate it, I noticed that it's typically me. Like it's like, I work solo, like fucking Batman or something. So I want to be able to do that. And then at some point I just want to be able to just. I don't know, man. I'd say, I, I guess, kind of spend more time smelling the roses because I feel like most of my time is based on trying to 
do things and uncover stuff. Like I never just have a like I just never have an off day, quote unquote, an off day, meaning not even a bad day, just a day where I'm just not doing nothing but here, breathing, living and all that sort of good stuff with, you know, the rest of existence. So I'm going to work on that. And while I work on that, I'll work upon the next outing for the Bombastic Podcast because this is the end of the show. And I'd like to thank you all, the listeners. Uh, Absolutely welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning back in and listening and viewing this particular podcast. I'm your host, Imani Wilson. I'm your esteemed host. I'm your grateful and gracious host. And... This has been another Bombastic Podcast. Please feel free to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on YouTube by hitting that subscribe button and also clicking the notification bell so this way you can get weekly updates on the podcast. And also consider subscribing to the audio version of the podcast where you simply get these chocolatey velvet undertones in your ears for your daily commute, your work grind, or even your downtime. And again, that's anywhere in which you listen to your podcast. So you can check it out on the main site on anchor.fm forward slash bombastic or on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, everywhere in which you like to listen to your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Imani Wilson. And until next time, we out. Peace.